Hello and welcome back to the podcast. This is Pinky Guerrero, one of your podcast hosts. On last week's episode, we spoke to alumni mom Selena as she shared her story of overcoming substance abuse as well as her journey through Maggie's Place. Today, we'll be hearing from a good friend of Selena's whom she met through Maggie's Place, Lorraine. Both of these inspiring women were brave to share their stories and we are very thankful to them. So let's just jump right on in. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Lorraine. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in again. We have exciting news. We are one podcast away from having official audio. Yes. <laughs> we were able to get some microphones and um, some recording devices that will make our audio a lot more clear. So thank you for everyone who's been listening and for your awesome feedback. And we heard you that our, we need better audio. Um, and thanks for some funding that came through. We were able to invest in some good microphones, which is really exciting. So today we have Lorraine here. Yay! Yay. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Lorraine um, has, is now an alumni mom, um, and so we are going to be talking with her and one of our alumni family coaches, Emily. Hello, everybody. Woo! <laughs> and um, so we'll be hearing a little bit about about Lorraine's story and about what family coaching looks like and understanding um, what kind of services Maggie's Place provides for alumni moms as well. So um, you've heard me say before that once you move out of our housing, you still get every other service besides housing for a lifetime um, because we are really trying to build life-changing services here at Maggie's Place and life-changing programs. And so we know that we are always learning from our mistakes and growing, and so we want our moms to be able to keep coming back to this community that's full of love as they continue on their journey to love and grow. And we get to talk to Lorraine about her amazing transformation that she went through, and we just saw something when Lorraine came in. Lorraine, can you tell us about your new tattoo? Oh my, I got a Maggie's Place tattoo. It says, Love rocks, love lives here, and has my baby's birthday. And I also got it with another alumni mom, so that was super exciting. I think the alumni mom from our last podcast, actually, Selena. <laughs> Selena. <laughs> yeah. Pinky will post a picture of the Maggie's Place tattoos. It's so, be a new trend. <laughs> I know. When I saw it, I thought, oh, I want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> do it. I automatically knew when I saw like the Love Rocks, Love Lives here, I was like, Maggie's Place. Yeah. <laughs> so, Lorraine, were you at the St. Patrick's Day party? Yes, I was. I was here on Saturday and it was awesome. You know, my kids even took the little leprechaun feet home. Yeah, <laughs> oh, they, they put a little feet prints going into my bedroom. <laughs> so cute. And what were you doing um, on Saturday? What kind of stuff did we have at our St. Patrick's Day we party? We had a lot of different events. We, we did a lot of like planting, we did some painting. You know, there was a lot of activity for the little kiddos. It was pretty fun when they do the little bear hunt. That's the oh, best yeah. part. I love the bear hunt. Great. That's <laughs> so it was pretty exciting. You know, my kids actually love coming here on the weekends, like on Saturday events. They just love it. They come and they just take off running. I don't know. <laughs> They're so comfortable here that it's just so amazing. I love it. There were a lot of kids here on Saturday, probably like 40 or 50 kids. It wow. was a lot of kids wow. running around, but it was so fun. Emily is trying out her new mic for the first mm-hmm. time. So it's true. If you can't Emily, hear me. <laughs> hopefully Emily's audio is amazing. And we'll we're, good. We're, like, we're like double light up right now. We're solid. <laughs> and we'll feel like what our audio will sound like in the future. So Lorraine, if you can tell us a little bit, like what was your life like before you came to Maggie's Place? 
My life before I came to Maggie's place was all over the place. Let me see. I was on probation. I was homeless. You know, I was dealing with DCS and then just a lot of different things. I didn't have any jobs. You know, I didn't have a close relationship with any of my family or I didn't have any good friends to rely on. You know, it was just, it was just all bad. Yeah. So what were you on probation for? I was dealing with um, a drug addiction. So a lot of my probation was related to my drug habits. Yeah. And so how long have you been sober for? I've been sober three years now. Yay! Going strong. Going strong. That's awesome. That's so great. So before, um, so you were on probation and then you said you were homeless. Yes, I was homeless. And so where were you living when, when you I were homeless? I was jumping from friends' houses from here to there, you know, a lot of not so good places you know mm -hmm. it's kind of embarrassing to say that you know uh, but it's different now you know yeah I have my own home now I'm you know I'm I'm an alumni mom so I just moved out of Mary House which is pretty exciting for me it was mm -hmm. a big step you know I was working on trying to buy my own home but because I don't have any um renter's history I'm learning to build that now, you know, mm -hmm. and so now I'm renting a home, which is pretty exciting for me, and buying, yeah. buying furniture for my own home was, yeah, was, was the most exciting, yeah. Yeah. for me it was so exciting, you know, yeah. I brought, my, brought myself a bedroom set, which is pretty oh, exciting, awesome. I was so excited to show Emily, I was like, oh, <laughs> it's very set. pretty, <laughs> it's really pretty. Yeah. And so your kids were in DCS custody when you first came to Maggie's Place, your other children, right? Yes, I have two prior, um... What's it called? The uh, uh, severances. So mm -hmm. I have two prior severances, and then I have um, I have full custody of my boys now, mm -hmm. which I'm super excited. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a really tough tough struggle, and thank God to Emily who stood by my side. You know, <laughs> the whole through through you know going to court and dealing with the people that were just downing me. You know, and I had Emily my by my side the whole time, just lifting me up. You know, I cried with her. You know, and this was a tough situation for me to deal with, but. I was, I, you know, I believed in myself, and to have people believe in me was the best part ever, you know. I, was, I wasn't walking alone, that's for sure. That's awesome. So how old were your boys um, when, you, when you moved here? So I was pregnant with Andres, so I, I stayed my whole pregnancy in the home, so which was, was such a big blessing for me, you know. And as soon as I had him, they, they took him from the hospital, so he, he was taken from the hospital, so I came back to Maggie's place by myself, you know. Which was the hardest for me was to deal with that, you know, coming home alone and to see see moms with their babies. But you know, it was a blessing to to just be able to to talk to moms about it that were dealing with the same things that I dealt with, and to see them be able to to come, you know, get out of that struggle and just just get their babies back. And it, it, it motivated me. It motivated me to do better, and and I did. I I I struggled. You know, it was tough. It was tough, but. I believed in myself, and I had people that believed in me, and I, I proved to everybody that was downing me, you know, I proved them wrong, and I came home with my babies. I came home with both of them. Yeah. And to this day, I even get to see my, my two girls that my, my rights were severed too. I get them every day on the weekend. So mm -hmm. I've overcome all this. You know, I've overcome it all. You know, it was tough. It was the toughest thing to deal with. And I could tell you today, I'm, I'm, I'm a single mother. Yeah. I'm a single mother. I'm independent, and I do it all alone by myself. And it's been such a great blessing, you know, to become a mom. Like yeah. I'm still learning this day to how to become a mom, and we're all learning. We're all learning. <laughs> it's, a, it's a learning and process, and I'm doing it. I'm 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 rocking it. Yeah, you yeah. are. Even getting to see your two girls was such a huge step of growth for you, though, because 
You had to really do a lot of work to make amends with your family for yes, that, right? It, it was the toughest. It was tough. And to, still to this day, you know, I have to learn to, to be a mother to them. Mm-hmm. And I have to help, I have to have them help me because I do not know how to be a mother to yeah. them. They're, they're older than my boys. So it's a little bit different learning how to with them, you know, yeah. and their situation, how they've gone through the same thing that I've been through. And so it's still a learning process, but we're, we're getting through it, you know, slowly but surely. And yeah. I, I feel them coming closer to me. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a blessing. It's a big blessing. Yeah. So how long did it take you to get into Maggie's place when you were calling? Um, it took me two weeks. I called every day. You know, I was I was determined. I was I, I already knew that CPS was going to take my baby and I was determined to keep him. And I, I called every day for two weeks and I did an interview with Emily. Yeah, I got to do your intake. <laughs> Emily did my intake and, and I think, oh my gosh, you guys have come full circle. I remember her yeah, intake. We have become like, I remember that day I was, I was, I was so nervous. You know, I, I didn't want to open up to anybody. I didn't really want to tell my story. And here I am today. I could tell you I've <laughs> overcome all that, you know, I, I'm. I can tell you now, like, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm yeah. rocking this. So what was it like when you first moved into the Magdalene house? So for me, it was different. I was used to always being, like, in jail and overcoming my, my obstacles. And to, to come into the home was different for me because it was, a loving, it was a loving environment, you know. It took a little while to get comfortable with the, with the ladies in the home. But, you know, I did. I can tell you to this day, I have, I have friends now. You know, I have friends because of the home. You know? it, it was a different <laughs> environment. It was, it was different. You have friends with matching tattoos. I, know, <laughs> I have friends. And, and I have friends, not that are just the moms that were living in the home. But the Mission Corps as well, you know, mm-hmm. I, I got to talk with Bonnie not that long ago. I mm-hmm. met up with her, which was really exciting because she was the Mission Corps at the at the Magdalene home. And I can tell you right now, I have a really good relationship with her. Good. And she was also there to help me. You know, she yeah. was the one who helped me call the girls that very first day to make that step. And yeah. it, it, it was beautiful, you know. Oh, that's it was awesome. beautiful. So tell us a little bit about who you think has shown you love since you've been at Maggie's place. Oh, I have a long list. <laughs> you know, I, I can tell you right now, me and Selena, me and Selena are the ones that are really close together. Like, she's the one who got the matching tattoo with me. And you know? Selena was on our podcast last week. Uh-huh. For those of you who listened, or if you didn't listen to it, you can go back and listen. Yeah. She's an alumni mom, so she's one of my good friends that I can call on right now and ask for, for any advice. And, you know, whether it be about the kids or it be about paperwork, it be about anything, I... I can call her and she can she gives me the greatest advice ever. Good. She's such a good person. And then there's Emily. So Emily oh. Emily walks side by side with me through this all. And there's Candace who helped me do the budgeting. And yeah. I'm so thankful for Candace <laughs> yeah. being on me about that. She was like, you need to get your priorities right. And here I am. I went and got a secure car to get my, you know, yeah. to get all this stuff right. And I never knew anything about credit scores and all that good stuff. And there goes Candace. She was like, Lorraine, you need to go. And you need to go get it now. You need to do it and start I building know. that credit. And I'm so thankful for her now. You know, I got my budgeting down yeah because of that <laughs> and it sounds like you're about to buy your own car i'm about to pay it off okay so I'll your own car <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm buying it off of private owners so that's even greater yeah but i've got that down I'm, i can't wait till it's paid off <laughs> so how how has maggie's please helped you to stay sober for your three years of sobriety and maggie's place has helped it's been a big part of it um they have support group which is every thursday hosted by emily <laughs> <laughs> and it just i'm if i have any issues and and i can come and relate to some of the moms that have you know 
the same problems I do. And just to be able to talk about it amongst other women that are going through the same things that I'm going through has been the most and the most greatest part of it. Because before I never had that. I didn't have friends who I can talk to about issues and that would give me good advice. And I can come here and I can open up to these women and I can leave here happier than I was when I got here. You know, just because I have somebody else to talk to or to relate and, and even give me some advice, you know, because these women have been through the same things I have. And it's such, you know, before I didn't have that I didn't have anybody to open up to and, and here I can come into Maggie's place and I can open up without without any hesitation can, can I just say while I'm watching you talk it just reminds me so much of that first intake day when you came where I think that you were really at a point where you didn't trust yourself at all like you were real it seemed like you were really really afraid like I want to move into this place but what if I mess up here and then I really have just like I, there's there's nowhere for me to go after this. Yeah, and so now I end when I came. I I cried when I talked to Emily, and like now I see Emily, and it's just all smiles. <laughs> You're just amazing. Just you just have so much confidence. Change. Yeah, it's a different change. It's amazing to listen to you talk because I remember sometimes when you're talking, I actually can remember. I actually came and sat by you in the office that I'm in now. So we were sitting side by side during your intake and I remember you were kind of crying and you would say maybe three or four words and then you would just stop talking yeah, at I that point. Yeah, I shut down. I, did, I wasn't very open with anybody at yeah. all. It took me a little while to learn that I can trust people yeah. or I can actually trust myself with people. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah, I can have this... a good conversation now like with the smile. Before yeah. I was just so so hurt and so like so damaged inside mm -hmm. that it took a while to to learn who I am as a person. Yeah. I've grown so much. And yeah. so, so how did your time here help us? You have a really great story about reunification. Tell mm -hmm. us, can you walk us through that process of kind of how you were able to reunify with your children and and kind of how being in this environment helped you do that? Well, it, like I said, it was really tough coming home, not having my baby, and to see some moms with their babies. That was the toughest for me. But um, with Selena, I was able to just talk with her, and she would always help me and just tell me these positive things about myself that I didn't believe in. And I would talk with Emily, and she would be like, well, this is what you got to do, and this is where, you know, this is how we got to go about it step by step. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I was determined to get my babies back. I went above and beyond of what they asked from DCS. Like, I went, like, I was just doing things on my own, things that they weren't even asking me to do. And I was just going above and beyond to get my babies back. And the day when they reunified me with my children, was I was so happy, you know. It was a struggle. It was a struggle, and I, I overcame it, you know. The very first day when they brought Albert home, and he stood at the door, and he told me he wanted to go home was the toughest because he was home. And he didn't realize that, you know. He was a baby. He didn't understand that. And so for him to tell me he wanted to go home, it hurt, you know. It really hurt because he didn't understand what was going on. He thought he had another mom, and here I am. I'm his mom. I'm his mom. And he now knows that to this day that mm -hmm. I am his mom. It just, it was just, it was tough. But Maggie's place opened up a home for me to be able to be a mom for this, for this little boy who was like, he was troubled. He didn't know, you know, he didn't know what was going on. It wasn't his fault. It was my fault, you know. But I, I've, um, I'm, I promised myself I'm not gonna let these babies down anymore. I'm not gonna let myself down anymore. And I'm so grateful for Maggie's place for opening that door for me to, to take that first step to being responsible and. 
Yeah, it was tough. <laughs> One of the Thank things you. that was really amazing watching you in the courtroom was that there were some people in there who really wanted to remind you of your past yeah, and kind of keep they, you they, in a they bad place. Out there a lot, you know, my, my substance abuse, my substance abuse. And that was the toughest, you know, I was dealing with probation, so I was on drug court. And so the whole time I was on drug court, I, I dropped nothing but clean you ways. And to this day, I can drop a clean you way. And I'm, I'm so proud of myself that I can say that. Yeah. And you stayed really strong, even while they were really wanting to keep you in a shameful spot, it felt like. And so you would leave those meetings, and I remember, or the court appointments, and I remember thinking, oh gosh, this one was really heavy. I hope that, you know, that this isn't one that kind of sinks her. And you would walk out, and you would just be like, nope, I got to keep going. It was tough. You know, they downed, they downed me a lot. You know, they were like, well, she's going to do this, and she hasn't showed, you know, a very long substance. You know, she hasn't shown any clean ways in a very long time. And that was the toughest because I had to prove that I was no longer that person. Mm-hmm. It made you stronger. It made me so much stronger because I walked out of that courtroom, and I stayed sober. And mm-hmm. I stayed sober to this day. Mm-hmm. I'm continuing staying sober. Yeah, it sounds like you really learned hope as well. Mm-hmm. Like how to, even when things were hard in court, even how to stay hopeful and stay persistent and believe in yourself. Yes, I did. Yeah. It was tough. <laughs> and so, didn't they, did they reunify you with both the boys at the, at same, the same time? At the same time. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, that was that, that was tough dealing with Albert. He was about a year and a half when they brought him back home, and that yeah. was that was really tough to deal with Albert because he he didn't understand what was going on. But I've I've learned with Touchstone, you know, I've I had to get on his level and think like a three year old while well, he was one and a half then. So I had to think like him, you know. He didn't he didn't understand what was going on, and so I had to learn myself, you know. Thank God for Touchstone because I didn't I didn't process what it what it was like to being uh, being a little boy, you know, going from home to home. Mm-hmm. And so I think Touchstone has helped a lot with that because it, it's helped me understand, you know, what his little mind is thinking. And I'm so grateful for that because I've learned patience dealing yeah. with that. Like, yeah. I learned how to be patient with him and, and how to teach him that this is an, uh, his new home. Mm-hmm. We, talk yeah. a, we talk about that a lot in support group, and I think they do at Touchstone, it sounds like where the moms are so excited for their kids to be to be working toward reunification and they're like okay two more weeks okay one more week okay i finally got reunified and for them that's the best day ever but for their kids sometimes it's really confusing it was really and confusing so cuz he didn't know what was going on so i kind of just had to be patient with him to learn that this was now his new home mm-hmm. and he's 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 learning. <laughs> now he doesn't want to let you go. He's he always leave the site. So Touchstone is one of our mental and behavioral health providers, and they do um, support groups here for based on trauma and attachment at Maggie's place. And they're, we're now also offered, able to offer some um, family therapy sessions. So is that what, what have you done with Touchstone? I've um. Did you do the support? Yes, group I've, I've, I've done therapy? the re, what was it the reunification one. It was a trauma and attachment or a circle of security. Those are the two classes we've done here. Trauma attachment. Okay. It's the one I've taken. Okay. Yeah. They were really, really. It was was really good for me because they helped me understand how to deal with it, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's something I'm not used to because before I used to just run to drugs to to deal with my emotions or to deal with anything, and now I've I've learned to reach out to people. I've learned to 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 talk about my feelings, and I've I've just learned how to just deal with it. Like there's ways around it. So what are your favorite, what is your favorite classes? It sounds like support group. Support group. 
Off the bat. <laughs> Off the bat. On Thursday <laughs> with Emily, yeah. and then do you stay for the 12-step one? I, I, I haven't Sometimes. lately because I moved further from... Oh, okay. When I was at um, Magdalene, I used to come here yeah. all the time because it was just down the street. Yeah, and so Lorraine moved from Magdalene to Mary, and our Mary house is um, also located in Phoenix, close to our our Magdalene house, and it is a property that we have for women who are reuniting with their kids in DCS custody. So did you move there prior to the boys coming home? Yeah, I moved into Mary apartment before the boys came home, so that was such a big help to, to, to be in an apartment by myself with my kids to learn how to to deal with the whole change. It was it was a big help. Mm-hmm. It was. And what have you worked what are some of your goals you've worked on in family coaching? You t- you touched on that for a minute before. In family coaching like like which ones? So that would be when you and I met at Magdalene or your meetings with Candace when you were at Mary House. Some okay, goals that so you said. My family coaching time. sessions were have been going really, really good. Like I've learned how to do budgeting. I've learned that I need to make my appointments and I learned how to just like even learning how to do my lunch schedules, just like different things that I needed to focus on for myself, like making my appointments or taking care of my, my DES things. Um, Mm -hmm. learning how to put my son in a, a, a daycare and just Finding different resources that I needed as a single mother mm-hmm. would probably be what fa- my family coaching has helped me with, just learning how to just be a single mother. Yeah, when you and I first met, so I got to do your intake, and then I got to be your coach at Magdalene at that time. I feel like when you and I met, you were kind of aware that... I was focusing that, more on my DCS, yeah. and it was just me and you, because yep. then I didn't have my boys yet, so and I you, was focusing on trying to do go above and beyond what what they were asking for yeah and we kind of suspected that it was possible that they might take the baby and so it was a lot of just okay what can we do to have your ducks in a row for if the baby is removed and what can we do so that the baby is removed for the least amount of time possible and so I feel like that was what a lot of our coaching was at that time also preparing for when they did come home so yeah. that had a lot a lot of to do with it like just preparing buying food or buying buying diapers and getting you know bottles or mm-hmm. clothing just to be able to prove to them that I was ready for them to yeah. come home. Lorraine was like, okay, I'm going to do every class at Maggie's place and they want me to do other classes. So I'm going to go out in the community and find every other place I that did. does classes like, and go to them. I mean, she was on, fire. I was on fire. I was like, I'm going there and I'm going to go here. I'm going to take that class. And I, they didn't tell me I have to do this one, but I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm going there. She was, yeah. Didn't you? judge overturn when yes, her we case did. Yeah. we did saw how good she was yeah, yeah. yeah. She so, was so when impressed. the judge did come in, when I got a new judge she was like wow this mom is going above and beyond that she you know there's she was like there's moms that don't do none of this stuff and here goes this mom who's doing everything she can it was such a big blessing to hear her when she told the uh caseworker and she was like yeah. well, why doesn't this mom have her kids and I was like yeah yeah <laughs> there really was a point where uh the only reason that DCS could give for not returning the kids was, well, she has this history. And the judge finally was like, what are we going to do? Just keep judging her over what happened three years past. ago or four years ago? We have like, to oh, give her a chance. She had this past. Yeah. And I was this, the judge seen, she overseen all that. And I'm so glad she did. Yeah. I proved to her that I was, I was ready. Yeah. I was ready. I'm still ready. <laughs> you were one of those moms that when we walked out of the courtroom, I was like, oh my God. Because you fought so hard. You just fought and fought. And oh sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um 
you and your sister, because you have a sister who also has just had a huge life change while living at Maggie's place, um, have done so much work in changing your family also, I think. Yeah, like, before me and my sisters, none of us had a really good relationship with, like, our mom and our mm-hmm. grandma and our aunts and uncles. And that that was the toughest, you know, too, because to see my sister not talk to my mom mm-hmm. was really hard because, like, I was, like, the third person that they were always, well, tell Gabby this or mom, tell mom that. And mm-hmm. I was just, like... That was tough, you know? And then so when my sister actually made her amends to my mom, yeah. it was like the greatest day ever because they were at a barbecue now as a family all together again mm-hmm. with all our kids. And, you know, it had been a while since we had that bond with our family like that. And I can tell you right now, if I wanted to go home and have a barbecue with my whole family, best yeah. believe they're all yeah. coming. They're That's all amazing. Coming, and we're all going to be getting along. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I don't think that would have been possible without the without. hard work you did on your sobriety and on just so many of the things that you worked on while you were at Maggie's place. Yes. So that's amazing. And you have a job, right? Yes, I have. A, this is the longest that I've actually worked. So in July, it'll be two years that I've been steady at the same place. She's a lead at her job. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. So. I'm pretty proud of myself. Yeah. I've come a long way. Mm-hmm. You have in a short amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> so how long did you live at Maggie's place total? Um, I'm not too sure. It was so my whole pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm not even actually sure how long I've been there. You were showing when you moved in. So you're probably... I was around probably five like two, or... three months. Oh, you think it was that early? Yeah, because I stayed for a while. I moved in in October, I believe. Was it oh, okay. October or December? I think October. I don't know why I remember that, but I think it was I think October. It was October. And then when was the baby it was born? Two thousand seventeen. Mm-hmm. And so I just moved out in two thousand eighteen. Yeah, because you were December. at Magdalene pretty much as long as you were able to be, uh, yeah. and then at Mary for the full year, and now you're living in your own space. Yeah. Wow. It's, I think I was there the long like as long as you can stay there. Yeah. And so while you were at Mary House, you were able to save up money, sounds like do a budget, and then you're able yeah. to rent an apartment. Is that what you did? I'm actually renting a house. Oh, renting a house. That's awesome. Yeah. So. And so how did you feel moving into your house? Oh, this was so different for me because I didn't even have an apartment ever in my name. So to be able to move into a house, being like the mm-hmm. first place I actually go into, it was such an amazing relief, like to be able to have my own keys to my own home. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's why I'm so thankful for Candace because she was always so like, you need to save this money and you need to, you need to put this much away and you need to, Man, I, need this I know, I know. Yeah. that's, that's yeah, what I, I tell mom. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, she was like, she was like, she, she made me this list one day and was like, Monday through Friday, I'm going to eat at home. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, you pun what you're going to make for lunch. And I was like, okay. You know, I could go through Taco Bell. Does, does Candace approve eating in your car? I find that we do that quite a bit. Yeah. Meals on wheels, right? Yeah. yeah, so that was that was learning. That was yeah. a learning process for me. And so what month did you move into your house? I moved in right after Christmas. Okay, right after yeah. Christmas. Right yeah. after Christmas. Happy New Year, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. awesome. And you've already bought furniture. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And you're, like, sounds like you're still doing awesome in your budget, paying off debt. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I learned that if I want something, like, that costs a lot, that I have to, I have to put money away to 
to buy it. So like if I want something that costs three hundred dollars, I try to put twenty dollars away every paycheck. Yeah. So that way, that's awesome. So that way, I when I have my three hundred dollars, I'm gonna go buy what I need. <laughs> oh, it's such great life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, so. I went on vacation for two Thursdays in a row, so I missed two support groups. And it was right after you had moved out of the house or moved out of Marion into your own space. Yeah. And I was at work and I was like, I haven't seen Lorraine in a couple of weeks. I hope that she's not going to not come to support group now that she's moved out. And so I saw Lorraine at the donation closet a few days later and I said, Lorraine, I've been missing you on Thursdays. And she said, that's because you haven't been there, <laughs> not because I haven't been there. And I was like, oh yeah, I was on vacation. <laughs> she's like, I've been there. I've been <laughs> That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, Lorraine, play us your movie. What are, what are you going to be doing in a year from now when we have you come back on the podcast? I'm still going to be rocking it strong. I'm still going to be going strong. We're going harder. And the next time you see me, I'm like, I got this and I bought this. <laughs> and I'm still doing this. <laughs> I feel like uh, Lorraine and Selena are going to be running a company. Yeah, <laughs> you could together. And I'm seeing a need of uh, budgeting. I'm yeah. taking yeah. on the things I need to improve. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your story. I feel like you have such an amazing story Mm -hmm. of hope and it inspires others. So if someone was listening who who maybe was in your situation previously, like what would be your advice to them if they're stuck in the world of addiction and, you know, probation and jail and homelessness? Like what's your, what would you say? I feel like your story is so inspiring. Mm -hmm. I would say for them not to give up on themselves. You know, Mm -hmm. there is hope out there, you know. Um, it is hard. It is it's scary. It's nerve-wracking. You know, there's a lot of emotions that you may have to deal with. But in the end, if you do overcome it, just, you know, ask for help. You know, just just open up. And there, there's people out here that, that are willing to help you. You just have to put your, your all into wanting to change. And I think that's what I've done. I, you know, I put my all yeah. into it. And yes. so... And I, to this day, I try to talk to women, you know, if I see somebody struggling, because at my job, she helps a lot of girls that go through my, you know, the same things that I go through. And Mm -hmm. so just to even talk to other women about it, to show them that there is hope, to show them where where I've come from and what I've I've done to accomplish everything, Mm -hmm. to get to where I'm at. You know, my first, the hardest thing for me was just to open up. So even if it's just to, to even talk about it, it would probably be like the best thing to, for someone to just, a start for someone is just to, to talk. Mm-hmm. This is just, yeah, you know. And for those around out. to listen. Just yeah. to right? Just listen. to reach out, you know. Yeah. There's hope. There's yes. lots of hope. Yes. And there's a lot of people out here that, that want to help. Mm-hmm. You know, just make that, that step. Yeah. Tell us your funniest story from Maggie's Place before we... My funny story. Tell us the funniest story. How a funny story? There's just so many. I don't know. But what about a memorable one? Like one that really inspired you? One that inspired me the most. Or something you'll never forget, like living in the home. Living in the home. I will never forget sitting on the floor with all our mission corps and all our babies. <laughs> we sat on the floor. <laughs> we even have a picture of it, the mission corps and us moms on the floors with our babies. Was was the. I'll never forget that. You know, just being on the kitchen floor. <laughs> Crawling around with the babies was the best moment. I'll never forget mm. that. So it sounds like I hear a lot that you really learned, too, that you're not alone. Yeah, you're not alone in this. We're not, you know. Like I said, I have friends. <laughs> you do. And that's something I didn't have before I came to Maggie's Places. I didn't have friends. 
you and Selena are like sisters sometimes. Right. Sometimes when we would coach and you both lived at Magdalene, Lorraine would be like, she's driving me crazy. And then every time she'd be like, I love her. <laughs> You're really like sisters. Yeah. You, you build relationships with, with sober people. And mm-hmm. I think that's been the best. Yeah. yeah. It's been my best, best part is to have friends. Like, I can actually say I have friends. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I come to lots of events that are sober events with your kids, right? Yes. Right. Sober mm-hmm. events. And yeah, like fun yeah. with them. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm so proud, Lorraine. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. you're rocking it. You are doing yeah. so amazing. I feel like your story is such a story that really shows like the power of hope mm-hmm. and of not giving up, and and really too like our vulnerability of us human beings that like we need each other and we need, you know, you mentioned like having people believe in you. Yeah, just. Having somebody else to see how far I've come, like Emily, you've seen me like the process of it, yeah. and I think it's it's just such a blessing just to overcome everything that I've done gone through. Or the days when you feel like, okay, I need someone else to take the torch today to yep. bring me up, and right? it sounds like you've made those connections. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and so like we even have a, a another group called Voice, and Chris hosts that, and so she's also like, she's opened my eyes to be to. I like she told me like we our last group was focusing on taking self care mm-hmm. and so like now I even find myself taking care of myself even that's if it's a thing. moment to go buy and buy a coffee and sit in the car by mm-hmm. myself before I get home that's my for myself so I like right now I'm learning on taking care of me because mm-hmm. I'm self-care. doing so much that yeah. I sometimes I focus on on getting the boys. And just them, and I forget to focus on myself. So, like, learning that self care mm-hmm. is, is just as important as being sober. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's been a very big help for me because sometimes, like, I need a breather before I do step into the house yeah. and take care of take, to take care of the boys. Sometimes I have to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that mommy time out or that mommy moment, I think, before. Right? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So, that's amazing. So, that's why I, that's a really big help to learn. Like, I didn't know all this before, you mm-hmm. know, to, to, to process, to learn, to take care of myself is like the biggest <laughs> focus right now yeah. is focusing on myself now. Did you, did you do voice in the home? Did you do it in my home? Um, I was actually, um, I did one, okay. but I was taking care of probation, oh, so okay. I wasn't able to do it, like jump into it right away. It took okay. me a little while to, to, to do voice. Okay. So I'm able to do it now. Yeah. <laughs> I will be here Wednesday. <laughs> Last time they had people come from a school, I think, and do five-minute hand massages. Yeah, yeah she was in there doing hand massages. So that was pretty cool. And then they made, ba- did you make bath salts or what yeah, was that? It smelled bath good. Salt. That's why I've been, I've been actually using that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what we're doing Wednesday. I'm, I'm super excited, right? I know. I'll be here Wednesday. It's exciting. I love coming to voice. It is. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Thanks. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And Lorraine's going live with me at our lobster event on April 6th. Yeah. So if you live in the Phoenix area and you want to come see Lorraine speak in person, <laughs> <laughs> she'll be signing autographs. <laughs> <laughs> she'll be passing out budgeting. <laughs> I'll, I'll be your first person to sign up. I know. Yes. Me too. My coffee budget is like pass on. Go to Circle K. There you go. Yeah. Or brew a pot at home before yes. you come to work. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. 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 Ye
phone. <laughs> I know. I just stop at every coffee spot that I see. <laughs> like, yes, 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 coffee. So we're keeping Dutch Brothers in business. Right? Yeah. yeah we're we're <laughs> Hashtag sponsor us. Sponsor <laughs> Starbucks, if you're out there, we'd like you to compete first. <laughs> Bringing coffee one week. <laughs> this <laughs> falls under the self-care category. Yeah. <laughs> Kim, before we wrap up, Emily, if you can share, what are some of the things that alumni moms do? If you can just give us a quick, so alumni, we say alumni, it like implies that there was a graduation. It actually just means you've lived at Maggie's place at one point. And it actually doesn't even mean that you, you know, you could have moved out under, you know, bad circumstances, but we have like a, you're always welcome back policy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. Um, a lot of women will do like what Lorraine did and stay for a long time, but some people just aren't ready for yeah. the housing environment or the services that we offer, but, and they might end up having to move out early and then they'll come back to, to our family resource mm -hmm. center and um, get all other services. So I think, I think that's something that makes us unique. And I think when you really think about in the world, if you're, if you're trying to put life-changing, lifelong programming out there, you have to always be welcoming people back. You can't, you know, oh, now you don't, you no longer live here, you can't come back for services or, right. you know, so I think that that's something that, that we really strive for is understanding that change is a, a lifelong transformation. I'm sure mm -hmm. when we interview Lorraine in another year, she's, I don't know what she's going to be doing, but <laughs> running for president. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she's like, I put in my bid for the 2020 election. <laughs> This is part of the campaign. Yeah. <laughs> so Emily oversees our family coaching program as well as is a family coach here at our alumni center. So can you just tell a little bit about what we offer or the differences you see it making for the alumni moms that you work with? Absolutely. Um, like you said, Julie, there are moms who maybe this they weren't quite ready to live in the home and so they move out maybe after a month or two of living there and what I love is that most of them actually are willing to come and uh, be involved in coaching and then there are moms like Lorraine who have lived in the home for a long time and have made so much progress and so sometimes uh, all they need or want at that point is just someone in their corner who's still saying I'm cheering for you we believe in you come meet regularly just so you can have someone who's saying good job keep going yeah um, and I think really offer like a non-judgmental environment yes i feel like that's really something that you know i try to focus on i know you try to yeah. focus on um in our programming a place where everyone feels welcomed mm -hmm. and you know thank for being here yeah and, you know if anyone's listening if you'd like to come visit our family resource center at any time we're located at 32nd and indian school in the phoenix area and um, you can see that it's a home. It, there's bookshelves everywhere with books for kids mm -hmm. and books for moms. And our fridge is always open. There's always a kitchen table. Sometimes we have amazing food and sometimes we have some pantry essentials <laughs> and you have to get creative. Things are like, what's that? <laughs> Interesting. But I think we're always open for meals yeah. and for laundry. And we have a donation closet for items that people need. But then we also have some programming. So what kinds of things do you offer to the alumni moms or try to get them involved in that you think makes an impact? Well, I think family coaching is a really big one. We try to meet. I encourage moms to meet every other week if they're going to do that. Um, I also really encourage a lot of the moms to get involved in counseling just because the amount of work and energy that it takes um, 
to be a single mom, to work through a lot of the stuff that has happened and the things that are going on. They just need a place where they can go and process life. And so we really encourage them to engage in counseling. Um, the group, the groups that we've talked about, like the support group or voice or those kinds of things, we want moms to get engaged in that kind of stuff. The reason is really because not only does the staff and the mission corps and all those things support the moms, but they really actually end up being each other's biggest supports. Like you heard with Lorraine and Selena at support group, I always go in with this, like, this is what we're going to talk about. And if it gets quiet, then I'll ask this question. And it never gets quiet. The moms just talk to each other and support each other and carry each other through things. And so really anything that a mom is willing to go to as far as our classes or community events, we want them to be engaged in that. Um, but we also do um, classes about learning how to be ready to rent or about financial literacy overall or... Um, and yeah, and all kinds of things. Yeah. And so depending, or, or taking care of yourself. Yeah. Or even our 12 step program is mom led, which is amazing, first of all, but also one of the very few 12 steps that has childcare on the property. Uh, that's and what so I was going to say, I think my hope for our programming is always to remove any barriers that keep people right. from attending. Mm -hmm. So we offer bus passes if people don't have a car. We offer childcare. Otherwise, I don't know how you're supposed to, you know, attend yeah. right. a support group if they don't have childcare yeah. available, you know, if you're a single mom. And even if you're a mom that's in a relationship, yeah. you know, having that childcare available. And, and really even trying to do, we're really working too to do more than just childcare, but to really do like children's enrichment, mm -hmm. like bringing in the circus and bringing Which in they crafts love. Yeah. and <laughs> plants and stuff, um, like grow, grow girls and you know, curriculum. But for I kids. also think Touchdown does um, activities with the kids as well. Yeah, they do. They do during the yep. support groups. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Touchdown does that, and we're really working to expand those services. I was in a training uh, a couple of weeks ago with other nonprofits, and these girls at my table. Um, we were talking about barriers for attending classes. Mm -hmm. It was a training, learning to teach a parenting class. And, um, you know, they said, well, if the women that we're working with come in late, we don't, we don't let them come in if they're more than 10 minutes late. And I was like, really? <laughs> the bus's fault most of the time. <laughs> I was like, wow. So out of a two hour class, you're telling me if someone's 10 minutes late, like the other hour and 50 minutes isn't worth their time. <laughs> and so I, you know, I didn't make a lot of friends at the... Um, <laughs> the I can't even imagine how totally. discouraging that would be. <laughs> but totally. I was so like discouraged to yeah. hear some of their rules. And you know, I was talking, I was like, oh, well, we let people in late and we serve dinner and we, you know, we're glad you can come. Even if you only showed up for the last 15 minutes, yeah. maybe you just needed, you know, that, that moment of encouragement and yes. to have someone, you know, smile at you and offer you a bottle of water and be like, hey, I'm sorry you didn't make it, but we're glad you're here. We're yeah. Glad you're here to come. <laughs> Can we find you another um, opportunity to come next time? So, yeah. Um, I think that, that that's something that, that's really important mm -hmm. when you're thinking about offering quality programming. It's really like, what what's an environment where you would want to go personally? So... I come right. from teaching, uh, teaching background. I used to teach economics, and I tell my students, well, I still teach it um, online, but I would tell them, like, I love this, and so I'm sure if I'm bored, you're super bored. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we do a good job of saying, like, 
is this a place I would want to go to to mm-hmm. take a class? Is this an environment I would want to bring my kids to to have a St. Patrick's yeah. Day party? And one of the things that we also do is we say, even if you aren't coming for a scheduled class time, our door is open. And so we have moms who maybe they are not really far along in their sobriety and it's a day where they don't have anything scheduled and they're just like, if I stay home all day, I'm going to, it's not going to be good for me. So we say, just come hang out. You can come have lunch. Someone's going to be here to listen to you. We kind of have a, um, of course we have things that we need to get done, but we also have the recognition that when the mom walks in the door, um, our relationship to her is what matters. And so we can stop things to talk with a mom if she's having a hard time. And so we have had moms come in when they're just like, if I had stayed home, it would have been bad for me. And we just sit and talk with her. And sometimes she stays for several hours in the day. Or she just is like, my kid was driving me crazy and I needed to get out of our house and come somewhere that was safe for us. And yeah, so and we have a playground. Mm-hmm, we do. In the back of our building, thanks to Fiesta Bowl. Yes. We would like another playground in a shade structure, if anyone's listening. <laughs> <laughs> True, we would. <laughs> and we have a really beautiful backyard with the grass and everything and so the kids just love being out there I'm pretty sure that's where Lorraine's son is right now (laughs) I also love it that every time I walk in there's always somebody here to hug me Mm -hmm. like no matter what like no matter what the situation is like I could be mad angry happy sad or what but there's always somebody here to hug me and I love that (laughs) just throwing it out there (laughs) (laughs) um but one of my favorite things about being a family coach too, and uh, as an alum, as an alumni mom and as a current mom, or with current moms, we do this. Um, we really want to go to every court case, every CPS, or now it's called DCS case, or things like that that our moms go through, because we just we want to be different than places that kind of say, "Be here by five p.m." We don't really care what your day looks like. We'll just give you a bed to sleep in, or and then once you move out, you're out. We want to be a place where it's like. We know how your case manager made you feel really low, and so we want to walk with you in it, and we know that because we were at your court date with you, and so I really, that's my favorite thing about being a coach here is just really uh, being given the opportunity to know these women who are just heroic and fighting all day, every day for their best lives, and then getting the honor of going with them to court and getting to tell judges. Like, I think I got to, I gave a letter to your judge, I think, basically saying, Lorraine's amazing. <laughs> like, she, of course she should have her children. She's a phenomenal woman. I think I and walked so. in there with a team. You did. <laughs> I walked in there with a team. Yeah. I brought more people than I needed, well, but I brought them with me. Once we realized that the judge, or that there were a few people in the courtroom, the judge was amazing, but, but that some of the people in the courtroom were bringing up your past, I feel like we were like, okay, it's time to rally the troops. Let's go in together. <laughs> so, good. Oh my God. Well, thank you so yes. much, Lorraine. Thanks, Lorraine. that energy of where you're at at this time in your yeah. life and mm-hmm. how um it's so it it was it sounds like from hearing your story that there was a lot lot of challenges to overcome and um wow you've just done yeah. an amazing job thank you yeah
I'm so glad I didn't cry this whole time. <laughs> I know. You I were was really crying. Really I was pinching myself. <laughs> I was like, stop crying. crying. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. I, <laughs> I felt like I was the conduit. I was just coming over here. I'm like, okay, stop crying. <laughs> You're sitting right next to the rain. <laughs> Keep it together. <laughs> and lastly, here at Maggie's Place, we believe there is good in the world, and we want you to be the good. To support Maggie's Place, you can now make donations on Anchor to our nonprofit organization. Your donation makes a world of a difference. All donations are tax deductible. No donation is too big nor too small. As always, we can do small things with great love. Thank you so much for tuning in today. As always, don't forget to hit that notification bell on your Anchor app to get notified of any upcoming episodes. And don't forget to favorite us as well. <laughs>